When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for a little happier. I'm Gretchen Rubin. This week's episode is brought to you by Audible.com that has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free 30-day trial at audible.com happier. When I was first living in New York City, uh, Jamie and I had just gotten married and we had our apartment on the Upper East Side and I got an email from my mother saying, hey, I thought I might come to New York for a visit. How would that be? Now, one of the things about my mother is she loves to travel. She's very adventurous. She loves big cities. She loves New York City. Um, and so it would be totally expected that she would love to come to New York City. And when I saw this email, I thought, oh, this is going to be great. I would love for my mother to come visit. And I thought, oh, you know, if she's going to come for a visit, I should like do some research and figure out like what's a hot new restaurant and I should make a reservation because she would get a big kick out of that. And maybe I should get us tickets to a show and maybe I should do a little bit of research and find out like what's a great exhibit that maybe she hasn't heard about. And as I started having these thoughts, my heart began to sink because the fact is I don't know anything about restaurants. Uh, I don't know much about shows. Uh, I don't often go to museums in my everyday life. And so it would have been a lot of extra errands and research and work. And I'm the kind of person who really does not like doing those kinds of tasks. And it occurred to me that I had a decision to make. I could plan a wonderful special visit for my mother and do all this work in advance. And we would probably have an amazing time together when she came. And from then on, I would dread the thought of my mother coming to New York City because it would mean all this extra work and I would put all this pressure on myself to do all these things. Or I could say to my mom, great, come whenever you want, stay for as long as you like, and I'll just let you do your own thing and I'll do my own thing. And, you know, we'll go about our days and see each other as much as we can. And it'll just be that, you know, everyday life in New York City. 
And by the way, my mother does not need my help. She's got a million things that she wants to do. She's got tons of, she has a lot of interests. And so she would have no trouble filling the time. She did not need me to make those arrangements for her. And I thought it's far more important, both to my mother and to me, that I feel excited and happy at the thought that she would be coming to visit as often as she wants for as long as she likes, then I try to have some kind of special, exceptional experience for her that's completely out of character, which, by the way, she knows it's totally out of character for me to do that. She would not be expecting that from me. I needed to embrace what was true about me, and that would be what would be the most helpful for our relationship. I caught myself just in time because I was almost letting this fantasy of this perfect, amazing visit uh, crowd out the actual visits that I wanted from my mother, the realistic visits that could actually happen. I almost let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Thanks for joining me. I'm Gretchen Rubin, and I hope this makes your week a little happier.